0: Thank you for joining us today with Cindy Sherwood's podcast, Words for the Journey. Today we're going to talk about forgiveness, a subject often misunderstood. Forgiveness is a gift we love to receive and hate to give. The problem is if we don't extend forgiveness, we remain shackled to our wounds. Then we never heal let's see how we can get past our reluctance to forgiving people. It begins with understanding what forgiveness does and doesn't mean. Forgiveness is choosing to accept and bear the painful consequences you received because of something another person or a group of people did. Forgiveness is engaging our will to make the choice to no longer grip our wound, and instead to release it. It is saying their account is settled with me. I'm moving on. Most people when they hear this say, forget it, no way I'm letting go of my wound. They don't deserve it. Well, that's exactly how I felt years ago when I was dealing with my father's sexual abuse. Why should I forgive him after what he did? He abused me for years. That's the common response. But why? Before we go there, let's talk about the basis for forgiveness. 1 John 4.19 in the NIV says, We love because he first loved us. Love is the life Jesus asks us to live. He went first. He loved us first by sacrificing his life for us. And the reason he died on the cross was to be the payment for our sins. We're sinners, every one of us. And our sin disqualifies us for heaven, for eternal life with Jesus. The only thing that would satisfy the conditions for removing our sin was a perfect sacrifice, an unblemished sacrifice. And only Jesus met this condition. The one perfect and sinless man. He willingly went to the cross and suffered an unbearable death, agreeing to pay for our sins with his life. Once the payment was made, all that was left was for each of us to choose to receive this free gift. We have to accept the gift in order to have the gift. God won't force us. This step is what makes us a Christian and heir to the inheritance God has planned for us. If you are not a Christian, I highly recommend choosing to receive this free gift for yourself and becoming one. Doing so means every sin you have or will commit in the future is forgiven. It means God has forgiven you and chosen to never again remember your sins. It means you receive eternal life and you're going to heaven. If you are a Christian, congratulations. You have received God's forgiveness. Your sins are gone forever. You have God's mercy. That is the basis of forgiveness. God's command to forgive comes from his act of sacrificial love. Because God has been merciful to us, he asks us to give mercy to others. We love because he first loved us. Micah 6.8 is a great guide verse for our daily life. He has shown you, O man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. There's our standard. Do justly. Do the right thing. Love mercy. Forgive people. And walk humbly. Stop being prideful and let God be in charge of your offenders. I've done a podcast specifically on Micah 6-8. If you want to check it out, it's called Where is Justice? Forgiving others is loving mercy. When we don't forgive others, we are disrespecting Christ's work on the cross. We're saying his sacrifice was insufficient, that it wasn't enough for us. I doubt if any one of us wants to communicate That message to God would break his heart. He gave everything for us. Forgiveness is a small thing for us to give in return. So pride is a big part of our problem. At our core, we think we know better than God. We trust ourselves more than we trust God. We want to be in charge. Nothing will prove our beliefs true or false more quickly than the issue of forgiveness. If we resist forgiving, it's because we have a false belief, probably more than one. Anytime we don't want to obey God, a false belief is at the root. False beliefs propel by our pride. We just don't want to submit. For more on the subject of pride, go to my podcast titled, How Do I Make the Right Choice? Pride is the root cause of our resistance toward forgiveness, but pride manifests in many ways. One big way is in the area of judgment. We feel qualified to judge others and have no problem flinging judgments about the choices other people make. We set ourselves up as the judge and deem ourselves worthy to decide whether someone is justified in what they did. Really? Where does that come from? Well, it comes from pride. Jesus says in Matthew 7, verses 1 to 5 in the NIV, Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, Let me take the speck out of your eye, when all the time, there is a plank in your own eye you hypocrite first take the plank out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye so jesus says do not judge and why because we are no better only god is qualified to judge so we need to leave the matters of judgment to him Another reason we don't forgive is closely related to the last one. Because we're wired for justice. We have an innate sense, a God-created sense of right and wrong. If we're Christians, this comes from the word of God planted inside us as his children. It is good that we know right from wrong. That we can discern the difference. But that discernment should be applied to ourselves. Not to other people. We're not in charge of others. God is. Psalm 50 verse 6 says, Let the heavens declare his righteousness, for God himself is judge. Somehow we think we are creating justice if we keep our offenders on the hook, if we keep mentally recounting the circumstances of how they hurt us, or keep telling others what they did, we somehow think justice is being served and our offenders are getting what they deserve. If this is happening, we are way too powerful in our own eyes. We aren't creating anything except unnecessary suffering for ourselves. We are not the judge. God is. And God will deal with our offenders according to his wisdom, not ours. This might be surprising, but God does not need our help. When we are hanging on to unforgiveness, the only one on the hook is ourselves. We're holding ourselves in bondage to the wound. It is good we are disturbed when we hear of or witness injustice. It says we still have a conscience and that we care. But we must accept we do not live in a just world and never will until Jesus comes back. If we want justice, then let us live justly. But don't be surprised at injustice and don't judge other people. Yes, some offenses are blatantly sinful, lying, stealing, rape, and murder. Certainly my father's sexual abuse was sin, no question in that instance. The issue is black and white, but it is not my place to dole out judgment and punishment. That place belongs to God alone. He decided my father's fate, not me. But many offenses are not clearly an indication of wrongdoing, and some offenses are not sin at all. We may think they are, though. Here's an example. Let's say someone's angry with me because I didn't do something that they wanted me to do. But I was out of town speaking at a prison at the time. Did I sin? No. Were they still offended and hurt by me? Yes. They still need to forgive me. Otherwise, they will resent me and remain bitter toward me. But no sin was involved. Nevertheless, they have hurt feelings. Is that person qualified to judge my decision? No only God is qualified to judge me I was doing what God wanted me to do we cause ourselves a ton of unnecessary pain and suffering because of this grievous sin of judging the actions of others so let us apply our sense of justice to ourselves not to others that'll keep us plenty busy forgiveness is not natural for these reasons i've mentioned judgment and justice are natural they are our go-to not forgiveness therefore we need the power of christ the holy spirit to help us move our will toward obedience it doesn't come naturally to us it's never something we want to do there was nothing inside me that wanted to forgive my father for what he did It just had to choose it. But there's more. Probably the most common thing I hear is that our offenders don't deserve forgiveness after what they did. My answer is always, of course not. No one deserves forgiveness. However, we indict ourselves with that argument. Would we like Christ to respond to us with this argument? Sorry, Cindy. I'm not going to forgive you because you don't deserve it. Forgiveness is never owed to us. What we deserve is punishment. The whole point of forgiveness is to extend mercy when punishment is deserved. Remember the basis is love. So far, I've only mentioned the mental arguments we use for withholding forgiveness. If we look deeper, we might discover reasons much closer to home, to our heart. When someone offends us, wounds us, it creates pain in our heart, sometimes debilitating pain. A lot of our choices and reactions are self-protection. We're guarding the wound, trying to block anything from touching that painful place again. When we don't deal with our wounds, it's usually a misguided attempt to guard the wound. We think we're preventing further pain. What's really happening is we are preserving our wound so it continues to hurt us forever. The opposite is happening. We're making the situation worse, not better, when we hold on to our wounds instead of forgiving our offenders. We're locking ourselves into anger, resentment, and bitterness for an indefinite period of time. Resentment and bitterness are poison. They poison our heart and mind. They alter our personality. They steal our joy and peace and make us miserable people, miserable to ourselves and everyone around us. I thrashed around for years trying to process and deal with the wounds of betrayal and rejection from my father. Those were horrible years. The initial processing was necessary to get me to a place of awareness of my wound. But once it all came to light, it was up to me to choose to forgive. For me, this came in stages. My head forgave my father early on. It was only when I connected with the pain several years later and let Jesus into that pain was I able to fully forgive and release the pain. We falsely believe that if we forgive our offender it will invalidate our suffering. That is not true. Forgiveness is not a signal that what happened to us is okay or that it doesn't matter. Nothing can invalidate your pain and suffering. You matter. Your suffering matters. My question, though, is this. Do you want the suffering to stop, or do you want to suffer the rest of your life? Jesus made a way to put an end to the suffering, to heal the pain, to set you free, but you got to trust him and do what he says. You have to obey him. You have to let go of your wound and let Jesus heal it. And that begins with forgiveness. When we don't forgive, we are keeping our wound under lock and key so the pain has no way of being released or our heart restored. When we do forgive, we are unlocking the prison door and opening the way to freedom from the wound. Forgiveness is good for us. It's like taking a two-ton weight off our shoulders. It brings more health to our heart, mind, body, and soul than exercising a spa treatment two weeks on a warm beach and eating a kale salad all combined. Forgiveness releases all that poison living inside us so that God's healing light can come and fill the vacuum. Forgiveness restores our peace It renews our intimacy with God. It gives us strength. Forgiveness makes us happy and whole again. Can you put a price tag on that? (laughs) I certainly can't. Being free from the pain my father caused me was one of the greatest gifts I've received from the Lord. We somehow think forgiveness is for the other person. And yes, there might be some benefit for them. That depends. But really... Forgiveness is for us. It releases us from captivity and sets us free. So I just gave you lots of reasons to encourage you to forgive your offenders. But here's the last one and the most important one. God tells us to forgive. Whether we understand all the arguments or not really doesn't matter. Is it not enough that God says we are to forgive? Colossians 3.13 in the NIV says, Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. That pretty much sums it up. We forgive because God forgave us and he tells us to do the same for others. All scripture is from the New King James Version, unless otherwise stated. Thank you for listening to Cindy Sherwood's podcast. Visit us on the web at hishealinglight.org to learn more about our ministry. Please consider rating us on iTunes or your other favorite music app. God's best to you today.